The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, Cleaning Nation, Mike Campion here with, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say the best looking guest I've ever had ever in the history, our 900 almost episodes, best looking guest. Well, she's tied because she's been on before. Uh, my bride, Natalie, is here. Every year we do a Thanksgiving episode, and I believe I have Natalie on, A, because people freaking love Natalie, and B, because uh, she and my son are a good deal of what I have to be thankful for. I tell I tell you all the time, baby, I'm going to tell you in front of God and Clean Nation, everybody, I would rather be broke uh, sleeping under a bridge with you than rich in our beautiful homes that we're so blessed to have um, by myself. So that's why we have my bride, Natalie, here. If you um, love Natalie, like everyone does, you can find her. She is kind of runs our Instagram and our Facebook group. So we've got some team members there, but Natalie's also there. So if you want to say, hey, there, she does all the posts. So if you love them, let her know. If you hate them, be nice to my bride, but you maybe give some encouragement. Um, I'm Mike uh, Cleaning Co. Grow at Twitter. Um, but yeah, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. That's where you can find us. That's where Natalie's at. Natalie, welcome back to uh, our little show. Well, thank you. Uh, it's always fun to do these and kind of just chit chat. I think a lot of our interactions with business or dreaming and how we can serve people better and how we can like really change some lives. And, um, we're internally super thankful for the people that we serve and for what we get to do. But, um, I think it's great to just share that with everybody. Like we are just, I mean, I personally feel so blessed to be able to serve the community that we do. I mean, like our people are amazing. Like they're just some of the best people that I've ever gotten to speak to at our events or online and just the lives that they change and how dedicated they are. And I just, I'm so incredibly thankful for what we get to do and that I get to do it with you most days. Uh, Not that she gets to do it with most days. She's thankful most days. (laughs) Some days we'll say maybe less thankful. Would that be fair? Yes. Let's go with that one. Beautiful. So definitely want to, for those of you like, "Ah, I just want a business podcast. Give me some good business stuff. I definitely want to make sure we scratch that itch by really encouraging on how important Thanksgiving is Uh, just so you, or we call it celebration, but Thanksgiving, great gratitude. Those are all fine. Um, When for the people we have in our program, we literally don't do any coaching. If they come in and have a question or whatever, there's always a celebration first. Then we, then we get to the coaching and I think people think we do it just because it's a feel good or a raw, raw, but the reality of the situation is just about every problem that we have um, is going to require a different thinking to get out of it than we got into it. And I think we've all, (laughs) those of us who have had emotions at some point in our life, and I'm guessing that's got to be at least half of you out there, um, maybe more understand that the best problem solving comes from a place of creativity. Is that Fair. I mean, absolutely. To the one other human I can ask and get a direct answer. Natalie said, all right, we got a hundred percent of people with a microphone on the, uh, currently on the podcast that problem solving comes from a creative space. And I don't know why we do it. Cause it really doesn't feel good, but that desire to like almost prove ourselves, right? Like this can't be solved. That's not going to work. Everything sucks. Like once we get frustrated, it's almost like 
And I get it when we do it with other people, right? Like, you know, my, our little six-year-old, if someone whose friends got a toy, he needs that toy and he right. wants to compete. And if that friend says he's had a bad day, then he, you know, my son's got to say how his day was even worse. Like we just kind of compete. So I don't think it makes a ton of sense doing it externally, but at least I get it with other people. What I don't get is when we do it by our, to ourselves, like, and I've done this by the way, so I'm not like sitting on Mount Pius judging y'all. I don't understand why I do it either. And yet I do. And here we are. Um, <clears throat> where maybe one or two or three little things goes wrong, or maybe a big thing goes wrong and one or two small things. And we tend to feel good in a really sick way of like, let me like tell the world. And when the world tries to help, like argue with them, like, no, I have to win this battle of everything sucks. And it's, it's completely irrevocable and nothing's ever going to be good again. And we fight like hell to win that. And you can only win or lose. And if you're going to lose anyway, why fight it? And if you're going to win, then I guess just resign yourself to a terrible life. Like that it's, you know, like hard, hard to win that fight. No matter, no matter the outcome, it's kind of like going to court, right? No matter who wins. Well, we both spent a hundred grand on attorney's fee to fight over 10 grand. Like, well, I don't care what the judge said. You both lost. That's just how it is. So the reason we get into gratitude is when we're in that, no train of everything sucks. It's all going to suck. Nothing will fix. And we just blah, 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 blah. The solution can literally be right in front of our face and we will not be able to see it. So to get all of us into a creative space to solve problems, and by the way, be a leader. Your people look at you when you're constantly in this, everything sucks, nothing's going to work. God forbid you win that argument with your people. And they all think, because they're just going to quit. Why would anyone be on that that team? So I just want to encourage guys and gals, there is a, as much as it's just woo woo, feel good mindset stuff, there's real life value, if not requirement to, I don't know. I'm sure there's some out there. I've never met a business owner that was super negative and didn't have a lot of gratitude. Um, sir, I've never met, I've never met a happy human that didn't have gratitude, Never mind successful. All right. Long rant. I would love my bride's here because she has a completely different perspective on just about everything, mostly better than mine. Um, she just doesn't like being on. That's why you're stuck with me. So I would love to hear any and all thoughts you have on that ride of my life. From my perspective, it's a little bit more of like an emotional thing. Um, I feel like when people get on that no train, there's a release of responsibility. Mm. Like life happens to me. All of this happened to me. I'm not responsible for this circumstance in my life. And so in one way, they're taking the burden off of them, the onus off of them saying, I've created this circumstance by whatever I've done. I've allowed bad people into my life. I've allowed bad employees into my company. I've made bad decisions with how I run it. And that's not, you know, that's no longer their problem. Like bad, bad things happen to me. I'm just unlucky or it's the economy or people just don't want to work. And so there's this off, this offletting of this responsibility. And I think that feels good because they don't want that. Like, Oh, I did this to myself. But I think the more powerful and it's and it's a helpless place to be in, because if life just happens to you, um, it just there's nothing you can do. You're a victim of circumstance. And that's incredibly vulnerable and powerless. But when you start accepting the fact that you control everything in your life and saying, "Okay, I hired bad people. I made bad decisions. All of this is because of the things that I've done. That's incredibly powerful. And it's scary because you're taking ownership of it. But that power in the ability to be able to control and dictate how your life goes. Like, I think you and I were discussing a little while ago about how, I think I was actually watching a podcast that you were doing 
and you were talking about, okay, well, I've done all of these things and I've gotten X result, but if I change all of these things, I get Y result. And I think if you can just own that and say, all right, I did something that that didn't work and it was a mistake and I can move on and I can actually own this and do it. There's a lot of power in that. And I think being grateful for that ability is also really powerful. Like bad things happened. I made some mistakes. That sucks. Moving on. I have the power to change it. And now I'm going to make something truly amazing. I'm going to learn from my mistakes. I'm going to be grateful for this opportunity, grateful that I'm the master of my life and my business. And I think that that's extremely powerful. And I've seen that in a lot of entrepreneurs that are very successful, that they're just able to like, okay, I made a mistake. Great. Moving on. Let's do this right. And let's really change this. And I think that that gratitude and that ownership kind of work together to get some really good results. Well said. And as you were saying that, it kind of spurred a thought in me that just from a larger, if you zoom out a bit, really as owners of cleaning companies, owners of any company, we're really just entrepreneurs, which is kind of the most capitalistic thing in the world, right? I'm going to take the chaos of the world and I'm going to create some sort of order out of it. And I'm going to get some sort of give value to the world from that order. And I'm going to get some sort of financial compensation for that. Great. The opposite of that is communism, right? Like the government's in charge of everything. If I will have the toilet paper they say I can have at the price they say I can have. And just it's just the complete opposite. And I'm guessing there is that warm fuzzy of maybe I don't get meat and I only get bread, but there's enough bread most days. Right. And yeah. I can see where there's a draw to that. But just so you know, as an entrepreneur, you're the opposite, right? Like there's, I don't even get into a judgment of right or wrong. I'm just saying, if you want that blame or somebody else's fault or whatever, work for the government where it's like, you really don't have to be no offense government. I love, I'm American. I love our country, but there's some things about the government that, you know, aren't, aren't ideal. Um, but the government's a lot of, you don't have to be great. You don't have to be good. Just you really can't be fired. You know, as long as you don't kill anyone, just show up, shut up and take your paycheck. It's not gonna be a great paycheck, but you get a bunch of benefits and we take care of you. And there's, that's fine. I mean, God bless our school teachers, a lot of government workers that, uh, you know, not the DMV people, not God bless them, but you know, some, some of the firefighters, all that sort of stuff. Um, so please don't hear me knocking that. I'm just saying, if that's what you want, an entrepreneurship's not for you. Entrepreneurship's got to be, even though the government's going to tax me unfairly, or I'm going to get prejudiced against because I'm a female or black or white or tall or young or old or whatever we believe. I was born poor. We all have our things that were like, that aren't fair. And they're not right. It's, you know, there's no such thing as Aunt Natalie's better looking than I am. When she meets people, they're much more interested in talking to her than I am. That's not fair. Well, here we go. <laughs> I could complain about that and curl up and die, or I could go, well, okay, based on that, I do have something to offer. And what can I do to overcome it? So as an entrepreneur, it's really important that thankfulness for the skills that we have. And, and that thankfulness goes to powerful is what I heard Natalie saying. When you yeah. delegate and abdicate, just be like, Everything sucks. It's all outside of my control. That feels warm and fuzzy because we'll just eat our government cheese and shut up. But if you want ever want anything more than government cheese, you got to own some of that crap. Yeah. So go ahead. Did you have something to say, Nat? No, I'm, I'm just, you You codified it better than I could, like usual. Hey, if I ever, I got my wife agreeing with me in front of an audience recorded, I got to shut up and let that, put that front and center. I don't want to interrupt well, that. You know, it's the holiday season. I got to give you something. <laughs> Um, okay. So next piece I wanted to hit is I want to be crystal clear. Cause I young Mike might've heard a podcast like this and 
been like, you can't just pretend your problems aren't there. And, you know, you can't just do this woo-woo Thanksgiving crap. And young Mike was correct, but not complete. So the truth is, yes, the power of positive thinking alone is not going to make you a millionaire or make your cleaning company successful. That said, um, worrying about and hyper-focusing on the problems without the solutions is also, is definitely going to make you further away. So it is a combination of attitude, which really is important. Like I said, we do it every single call, every single time we coach someone, there's some sort of celebration of gratitude. It's that important. So what I'm trying to say is, you can swing one way or another of just tell me what to do and how to do it. It doesn't matter if I'm grateful or angry or whatever. Just tell me what to do and how to do it. That does not work. There's the other one, which is doesn't matter what I do. As long as I have a power of positive thinking, I'm never going to get up and I'll just work harder and be better than ever. And everything's going to work out, work out great. I can assure you that doesn't work. So we need to kind of have a thankful first. So we always start with celebration, right? It's really hard to get into that no train of everything sucks. You suck. I suck. Everything sucks. Um, when we have some gratitude, like even when Natalie and I fight and I get very frustrated with her, I never feel like I made a terrible decision. She's a terrible human. I'm wildly frustrated with whatever's going on. Not, I don't want to underplay that, but I'm always so grateful that she's my wife. And if I have to be pissed at somebody and be fighting with somebody and just want to strangle somebody, I'd rather be her than anybody. She probably feels differently, but okay. So just no, you, you don't strangle me. Well, hey, <laughs> the fact that, that you're here and happy and healthy, Show's pretty good. I've hundred percent no strangling so far. You know, the day is young, but as, yeah. of, as of now, my record is perfect. Um, so all that to say, gratitude is huge. I think um, I was reading a tweet the other day and someone was talking about the, they can predict divorce up to like 91% accuracy and contempt is the number one thing. So it's not just anger. Now it gets frustrated with me. I get frustrated with her, but I don't feel like I ever have contempt towards her where I'm just like you, I just hate her. And I'm just so and I can see how that's just such a caustic thing. And I remember thinking gratitude or thankfulness is the exact is the antidote or the anti-contempt. So in relationships, whether it's business or personal, when you're grateful for somebody, it puts up guardrails. No matter how frustrated I get with Natalie, I'm not going to do anything crazy because I'm still wildly grateful for her. So that said, if we have an argument, I still have to take responsibility for my actions. Or if she does something that is out of bounds, she might have to take responsibility. But if we wrap that in gratefulness or gratitude, we can get creative. We understand there's a, you know, we always end our fights the same way. Well, I'm not leaving you. So I guess I can just, we can just be miserable till one of us dies or we can sort this out. And if we're going to sort it out in a week, why not just sort it out today? So that comes from gratitude, right? If there's contempt, I'm like, F this, I don't care. I'll just be miserable forever. And God, God bless me. I can win and be miserable forever and take my, my wife and son down with me. Or we can just go, I'm so grateful to this person. And it, by the way, we think it's going to feel like acid on our tongue saying we're sorry. And it does for a second. But then when you get to that gratefulness, it feels so much better than that sick government cheese. Everyone's wrong. I want to be miserable. So the answer is not to just sit and do nothing and not to just say mindset doesn't matter, but it's to start from a place of gratitude. That's going to get you into a place of creativity and thoughtfulness. Then we're going to look at the problem dispassionately. Not, oh my God, this guy is calling. I had $20,000 of recurring revenue last month. I had one client worth $10,000. He quit. He's no longer here. I would like to make $20,000 again. Um, that's going to have some financial ramifications. What steps do I need to take to follow them? You see how that's completely different. I lost half my business. Everybody's quit. My employees are going to be, I can be, my wife's going to, we can go, I can go indefinitely on how my life is ruined, or I can just go, here's the facts. Here's some ramifications. Here's the plan. And then guess, guess what? I get right to work on the plan. And I don't think about or worry about it again until, and the plan might be do A, B, and C, check in and again in a week. In a week, I can stress out if I need to, but until then, 
just work the plan. I've already stressed about it. Like there's no need to focus on it. You can't ignore it, but you're going to look at it, pull it out in the light, feel the feels, right? If I need to go through three or four or five minutes of, oh, this is measurable and I hate, that's fine. I'm not saying you can never feel that. It's just when you let it last hours or days or weeks, it's impossible to fix. So feel it, sit down, lay down, let the pain, the suffering, the anger, the, the frustration wash over you, feel it, throw a tantrum and then move on with your life. Natalie, you look like you had something to say and I spoke over you. Um, just one thing going back to, you know, how we, we decide like, okay, we can let this bother us for days or weeks or months or whatever. And then choosing to just be like, or we could just skip ahead. Um, that wasn't easy at first. So I don't want people to think like, oh, this is super hard. I can't do this. Never mind. Like it was hard at first. It did taste like acid on our tongues. But once we reinforced that it was a, we were able to get over that and start having a good day and kind of like figure out solutions. Once we kind of reinforce that, oh, once I get over this, I'm going to be so much happier. It became much easier. So it may be really hard at first, especially if your natural inclination is to just go into sky as falling mode. But if you just keep doing it and keep reinforcing that positive outcome at the end, it does become easier. And then it becomes second nature in it. So I don't want to be like, oh, it'll just be like this quick fix. It's not. But if you can master that, it's it's pretty powerful. Yeah. The good side is it does take work at the beginning because you're used to acting one way and you have to force yourself. Now, the good news is once you've got that new habit established, it does work for you. you don't have, it's not a fight. You're going to fight forever. So right. like for me, when it comes to eating healthy, my body <laughs> lies to me so much. Like it'll be like, make me feel miserable. And like, you need food and you need this or whatever. And you're and. I feel like I'm going to feel that way forever. So I'm like, well, if I'm going to feel this way forever, I'll just eat the crap, but it's not true. I'll feel that way for maybe 20 minutes a day. And then maybe a half hour, depending on how much I focus on how much energy. And then I get off of it. And then the funny thing is once I deprive myself of that for enough, my body stops fighting for a half hour and I might, it might only be a couple minutes. So, and then you right. get in that habit. So the good news is with this gratitude is a habit. Anger is a habit. No trains, a habit. Helplessness is a habit. Um, powerful. I got this as a habit. Um, so yeah, be okay with when your body tells you this is too hard. It's you're never going to work. You, you, every single time you're going to have to fight this and you're going to fight this fight till the day you die. That's not the truth. I don't know why our bodies do that to us, but it lies. The truth is you're going to have to fight this fight for a couple of weeks. And once you get it or in maybe a couple of months, depending on how many, you know, it'll just get less and less frequent. It becomes easier and easier. All right. So before we call it, I wanted to give you guys a quick crash course, just a couple things. So every now and again, we'll get someone come to one of our uh, calls with, I don't have any celebration. I don't have anything to celebrate. Or they'll do a, a week celebration of like, well, you know, even though I lost all my clients and my life sucks, you know, I guess I didn't lose all a lot. I didn't keep, you know, they kind of disguise. They're so committed to showing how their life is terrible. There's nothing to celebrate. They try to wrap up, you know, like me going, Natalie, your that hair would look really nice on a different woman. You know, like, like, thank you. You know, we kind of do a halfway compliment or a halfway, you know, we can accomplice or a like celebration that's wrapped in why everything sucks. Right. Um, like I, you know, everything's terrible. My life sucks, but I haven't given up. That's my celebration. It's like, that's not a celebration. Cut it out. So let me just give you a couple. Natalie, jump in if you feel any. We are all, every single one of us, far richer. I don't care where you are. If you're listening to this, that means you have some sort of electronic device, even access to one. Even if it's not yours, you're at the library, for God's sakes. You are far richer than any person, the richest person, the king of the world, the richest person on the face of the earth 100 years ago, you are far richer than he or she. He or she probably couldn't control his temperature. He definitely couldn't get across the, 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 you know, across the continent in three hours. Um, he might die from something that 
a painful, excruciating death that you can get solved for a $10 pill or a shot or something like that. Um, if you want a mango, you can have it. <laughs> that guy's like, I, it's not in season. It's across the world. By the time it gets here, it'll be rotten. It's not possible. So you are, no matter where you're at, you're richer than anyone walking the earth a hundred years ago. I can make a big guess that no matter where you're at, revenue-wise, profit-wise, probably more than half the population would cut off on a limb to have your life. If you have food in your refrigerator, if you have, if you're wearing clothes that are appropriate for the weather and you've got another set or two in your closet, if you have a laptop computer, if you have two, 300 bucks in your bank account, you're pro I believe you're richer than about half the world. Um, and that's just saying you can hear this podcast. You can see, you can walk no matter where you're at, whatever, even if you did lose half your things, everything's gonna be terrible. You are probably half the world or more would kill to have your spot to be more specific. For those of you listening in America, Canada, most of the people, most of our audiences, you have a free market. You can go out and build something and own it, right? This isn't communist where if you build a business, the government owns it. Um, for those of you that have cleaning companies, which is going to be most of you, we are in a very sexy business model. People miss it. They don't, because it's so boring, right? We don't have, like I used to have a car dealership. I thought it'd be so sexy. Holy crap. This is so much sexier. Um, recurring business is awesome. The fact that it's not sexy doesn't make it super competitive. There's, this is a great business to be in. Um, Last thing I want to say, because we are recording this the day before Thanksgiving, we're about to go down to, we're in our Prescott house. We're about to go down to uh, Phoenix and see uh, Natalie's mom and her brother. And uh, Christian's going to meet his little cousins that he hasn't got to see in a long time. And I'm really looking forward to that. And I've got to remember, because some of us entrepreneurs, not my bride, Natalie, not all of you, but some of you out there are going, yeah, freaking Thanksgiving. You know, we take Thursday off and then Friday's off and I've got all these business things I'm going, they all got to wait and everything sucks and blah, blah, blah. And I get it. Or we could go, you know, the whole reason we do this is because so we can have that family time. So don't get confused and miss the family time because you're worried about what's not happening in business. Realize the business is there so you to create these family moments with each other. And again, I truly, I'm going to end the way I started. Um, I would far rather be in Natalie's mom's. We have two houses that are both nicer than Natalie's mom's house. Sorry, Natalie's mom. We love you. Um that house at Thanksgiving with her cooking and everyone there is going to be far more luxurious or fancy or better or more enjoyable than anything else in the world. So just want you guys, gals, to remember if you're going to be with people that you love and you're all healthy, um, promise you, you'll, I still have memories of Natalie's dad's past, but I still have memory, very vivid memories of us being together with her dad. And I'm sure at that time, there was something going on in my business that I thought was super important. I couldn't tell you what it is at all, but those memories I'll have. And I'm hoping this will be one of those memories, you know, because COVID, blah, blah, blah. We haven't got to see some of the family for a while. I'm pretty sure this memory is going to be forever. And whatever uptight thing I've got will seem, I wouldn't not even seem small. I wouldn't be able to remember in a week or two or certainly next Thanksgiving. So that's my, that's my two cents. Natalie, finish us off. Questions, thoughts, anything spectacular to say? No, I think you really hit the nail on the head. Um, being grateful for what we have is kind of how you win in life. If you are grateful and content with what you have in this moment, and you can focus with gratitude on the things in the future, you've won. If you're constantly lamenting what you don't have and what you should have and what hasn't worked, you're never going to be happy. It doesn't matter how successful you become because your mindset is in the wrong place. And putting that focus on what we have that we have a roof over our head. We have food in our refrigerator. We have family that we love and we get to visit and we have freedom is absolutely amazing and the greatest gift. And um, I'm really grateful that 
were able to do that and spend that time with my family and that you are passionate about our business, but you can modulate it and be present with us. That's, that's such a gift. Let me prove that to you guys. First of all, um, I just want to say thank you to Cleaning Nation and family and team. I'm so blessed. The fact that we get to do this and get paid and have this beautiful life to serve everyone is just ridiculous. So thank you. That said, exactly, you said it so, so powerfully, Natalie. We all think we want, I've done this for a long time and I've been this for a long time. When I had a business doing a half a million, I want to be at a million. When I was doing a million, I want to be at two. When I was making a half a million in profit, you want to make a million. You make a million, you want to make two. Every client I've had. The crazy kooky thing about that is, is when you go from a quarter million to a half a million, that's your goal. You're like, wow, you've got this embedded. If I get to, when I get to half a million, then I'll be happy. And then you get to half a million and you're, you don't even recognize it. You don't even notice it. You're just like, I got to be at a million. The crazy thing is we don't even want a million dollar business. We want this life that we perceive having with a million dollar business. We've had a couple of times in our life where that's happened, where I remember we were in a smaller house together and we moved into a bigger house and we owned it. And I got to say for the first, for me, couple of weeks, I was like, every morning I woke up like, this is amazing. And then for the first couple of months, I'd have moments of gratitude. And even the whole years of that, I'd have gratitude. But after a bit, it was just the house I lived in. Um, and as much as we love, still love that house. It's a great house, but we don't own it anymore. We sold it, bought another house and that house is that. And I remember thinking, I do the same thing with travel. Like we, we picture travel and I've traveled and been in beautiful places, beautiful hotels and love it. But then I'll be like, I still feel the same way. I thought I'd feel this magic Hawaii feel, but I still feel like the same dude that was in Arizona. I'm just in Hawaii now. And not to say that there's no value to it, but we really don't want the business, the profit, the house, the trip. We want to feel the way that we think we're going to feel when we get there. And sometimes we get some of it and sometimes we get none of it. I don't know that I've ever felt like I was in the house. I'm like, now my life is complete. I definitely felt fulfilled and satisfied. I don't even know about fulfilled, but satisfied. I definitely felt some satisfaction, some happiness, but complete fulfillment wasn't it. For me, that's more of a spiritual thing. But the point being two-pronged fork. One, we think wherever we're at, someone is below us going, oh my gosh, we got there. Then we'd be happy. And we're like, if only they knew. And we're like, but then we dumbly go, that's crazy. I'm here and I don't feel that way. But if I got to where that guy's at, then I'll feel that way. And then he, that guy's at that going, no, you won't. So the magic trick to all of this is you can feel the way you want to feel right now. Um, I can go, I tell Natalie all the time, I think this is the best time of my life, our life. I'm so happy. I'm so blessed. I don't know if I'll ever be this happy again. I want to look, I don't ever want to look back when I'm older and go, man, I, I was living the best life and I didn't even recognize it. So I just want to encourage you. And you might go, well, you're this or you're that. And I don't have that. Therefore, I could have had that. And I did to some degree when I was younger and I can have it when I'm older. So you want to feel the way you feel, take it now. Be grateful. You can feel amazing right now. Clean Nation, I want to tell you, we don't uh, do any advertising on the show. We get offered all the time. We don't take it. Um, we don't sell anything on the show. The only thing I can ask is if you are getting value, share the value. Give us a five-star review on uh, iTunes, Spotify. Natalie's giving you the heart. It really does make me feel fantastic. We spend tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars for these 900 episodes and all the time. We love doing it for you guys. All we ask in return, give us a review, not just for us. But if you got value, share it with somebody else that needs some help. Like I said, Clean Nation, we are so grateful for you. It's an honor. Reach out and say hi to us on the socials. Throw us a good review so we can say hello. Appreciate y'all. See you soon. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. 
Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me. But like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing. Share it with a friend. Share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me to the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431. 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts, and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is man. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now, 602-932-6431. Give me a text, say hey, can't wait to meet you.